Are you curious about that one supplement that I take every single day? In fact, multiple times a day? Head on over to Organifi.com forward slash Varga, use promo code Varga to save 20% off of your next order. Why I love Organifi is they are glyphosate-free, non-GMO, superfoods, and adaptogenic fruit juice blends. Superfoods are really important for your everyday metabolic processes, and adaptogens are really key to help you overcome stress in stressful situations. Stress is a sign of being alive, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just make sure we have adaptogens on board so we can cruise through that stress, overcome those obstacles with greater grace and ease. Enjoy today's episode on the School of Radiance podcast, and you're going to love Organifi. everyone, welcome back to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host as an advanced aesthetic registered nurse in facial and body rejuvenation. However, I would say that I am quite keenly interested in the entire body, mind, spirit realm. Beauty is a feeling and a quiet confidence that comes from being perfectly aligned body, mind, and spirit. I've devoted my life to developing myself and my purpose now is to help develop you. I'd like to introduce you to my very special guest, Stephanie Lane, who joins us from San Diego. Stephanie is a business coach who works with female entrepreneurs to unlock their message so they can attract their dream tribe and audience. She is currently traveling around the USA and Canada for a year, taking her business on the road and connecting with new souls in various communities along the way. In the first episode of this three-part series, we are going to talk about why we both love Rebecca Campbell so much fangirl edition and how one question can change it all which is what lights you up in the second episode we are going to share how we met and our experience at rebecca campbell's workshop in portland oregon in the last episode we talk about why grounding is so important especially as female entrepreneurs leading a soul-led life all right let's get into it for the first episode of this three-part series stephanie tell us a bit about yourself Well, I'm so happy to be here, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. Um, A little bit about myself is I am a world traveler. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner. I'm a soul seeker. (laughs) The list can go on, but I have been on this journey of starting my own business for about five or six years now and just been very motivated to help women especially light workers build profitable and confident businesses and I help women build their audiences and their tribes with with actually soul-driven marketing tactics and things that are not so uh, salesy or feeling like they're not authentic to themselves and I've been doing this for a while and I love I love it and I love being around women like you yourself and so that is a little bit about me all right Let's talk about Rebecca Campbell and why we love her so much. Okay, this is seriously like fangirl edition. (laughs) Well, we have our cards here. We love Rebecca Campbell. Before we actually started this podcast, we picked cards and intentions for this podcast. And the first one that I picked up was What Lights You Up, of course. Of course, that's the whole... And then when you were shuffling, what happened happened when you shuffled? Uh, You know, some cards fell out. That's what (laughs) usually happens. There you go. That was an easy pick. It was an easy pick, yeah. And your cards were Trust Your Path and then also um, Creating Heaven on Earth, which is really beautiful. But why I love Rebecca Campbell is 
she's just a real healer. She's mm-hmm. a real honest healer that makes you, you feel her feminine, her goddess, her motherly energy, and you just want to give her a hug. Mm-hmm. You just want We her, did actually. We did. Her. We actually did give her a hug. We did give her a hug. We got to meet her backstage, which was unreal. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. Her energy so vibrant and magnetic. And what was your first impression of her? She's a lot taller than I thought she would be. Her, she has quite presence, quite a presence to her. It's interesting because whenever you like meet celebrities, you always think that they're like short. They're like, oh, they're like, taller on TV, right? <laughs> I know I've probably people think about like Tom Cruise or whatnot, but yeah, she's she was a lot taller. I felt her beautiful rose energy. Mm. She's definitely got that rose thing working for her. One of my favorite uh, stories she talks about, <laughs> we'll just dive right in, was like her and her friend were walking somewhere one time I don't know they were walking around I had a couple drinks and she was like her friend like screamed out like I am a whore oh my gosh (laughs) and that's that's what (laughs) and that's what Mary Magdalene gets the reputation of you know unfortunately but anyways I just thought uh, I really love that she's just really honest and real Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and bringing all of these amazing women together was quite a treat to be a part of she has a catchphrase of what lights you up and work your light. What does the phrase, what lights you up, mean to you? And I really want you to expand on why you think this is so powerful. Well, we are told, well, by society, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? You have to achieve. You have to get something. And it's never, ever enough, right? Mm. We, we know that we are a driven society that wants to make things happen, but What I love about this question is what lights you up? It's just, it's an internal question. What actually makes you happy? If, you know, you're a little boy and you wanted to be an artist, but you were told that you had to be a fireman, you know, you really wanted to be an artist. That was what lit you up. And for me, what lit me up when I was younger was dance. I loved dancing. I loved choreographing. I have this boss babe-ness. I love to delegate and I love leadership. But I was told that that wasn't good, that wasn't feminine, I needed to be in line. But I've realized that that's actually my strength. What lit, what lit me up was being in leadership, being in that role, being able to be that conductor. And I know if you ever, if you ever do Myers-Briggs, like I'm an ENFJ or something, and that means like I can, I'm a very good conductor. Hmm. And I thought that was great because I was able to really honor myself and be like, that's what lights me up. That's what's important to me, and it's what's easy for me. It's not, it's not this struggle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was quite lucky growing up that I literally kind of was encouraged to play with the boys, go dirt biking, take woodworking and mechanics in high school instead of art. I still did choir and, you know, honors English and all that traditionally very feminine, girly stuff, but... What lit me up growing up and still at this age are actually predominantly masculine things. Mm. Like, you know, we have my guitars here and love to rock out a little bit. But then also we're going to talk in the third episode about being grounded. What she talks about in her books, what lights you up. And what I really like to promote to people is try new things because you never know what's going to light you up until you try it. Mm -hmm. And then you allow yourself to just kind of be in the moment, see what the experience is all about. And it's funny because you might try something at 
one time in your life, but it's not quite the right time for you to get into it, and then you might revisit it later. Mm. Can you give an example? Did like you? going to an art class, mm -hmm. right? Going to an art class, if you're into it, you're into it. If you're not, you're not, right? So like some of those group ones where you can have a cocktail at the same time. <laughs> that sounds kind of fun, but I don't think I'd be really into that right now, especially with um, quite a bit going on. But yeah, what about you? Well, I got a D in ceramics. <laughs> But I thought that I would be really good with my hands, and I always thought, oh, I got a D in ceramics, therefore I'm not artistic, therefore I can't produce stuff. But for some reason, I'm really feeling my hands want to be more tangible, mm -hmm. so probably I need to go into some ceramic class or make some pots. I've been wanting to do that. Maybe we should go do that we together. We should go make some pots <laughs> together. Put our flowers. Mugs. Oh, cozy mugs. Yeah, cozy mugs are like a big salad bowl. I, I can't deal with these flimsy salad bowls. I need like a deep a big dish. One. Yeah. I mean, look outside. All the kale in our garden that's sprouting up. Oh, perfect. I, I need a proper bowl for... A proper bowl. You can't do one of these flat things. Anyways, that's what lights me up. <laughs> oh, I love it. We'll have fun with that. She has another phrase that she likes to reference called work your light. And I actually took her course on working your light. Mm -hmm. And it's basically along the lines of how to lead a soul-led business mm -hmm. and how you can actually work your light in the more sort of business or professional type setting. And it was really powerful. Share with me your experience of what work your light means to you. Well, for me, work your light is by not dimming yourself down, especially family members or friends that are intimidated by your light. I have had that in my past. I'm a lot. I know I am. I have a lot of energy, a lot of vibrancy, and it either excites people or it frightens people. And I used to think that was a bad thing, so I would lower my light. Mm to meet their energy, but I'm no longer available to lower my energy to make others feel comfortable. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think as women, we do match people sometimes, but you're actually doing a disservice to yourself if you are not able to manage that, that energy and that, that magnetism that you have in yourself. So that work your light is knowing that the light is within you, knowing that it's worthy to be present and then letting others see it as well. So that's what, and then the birds are com confirming. I know, springtime in Victoria, Springtime, gorgeous here. But I would, I mean, I wonder what for you, what did you get from that course for Work Your Light? Work Your Light, as a nurse, it's my job to help people. And what I do professionally is to help rejuvenate people and encourage them to perform self-care uh, for example, proper skincare and taking the time to receive things like a hydrofacial, a chemical peel, laser treatments, lots of other things that can be really helpful for helping women have the confidence that is in there. And when they look in the mirror and they're not quite where they want to be or don't look the way that they feel, I can help bring that out, mm. which is so much fun. And getting into this field of regenerative medicine and cosmetic dermatology, I had no idea that it would bring me to this point where I'm not just helping people look good, but they're coming to me and they're feeling better. They're saying, oh, you know, since I started this with Ra with you, Rachel, 
um, I've just, I've been happier, I'm more confident, and I see that. So that's kind of how I work my light with others, is mm. kind of help them find their light. Mm. I love that. Which is kind of kind of cool. Which makes you a light worker. There you Yay, go. There you yeah, go. I love. You know what? It's a super woo-woo term, but Whatever. I think it's quite suiting. It suits you. Well, even on social media, I'll post pictures of me hugging these massive, glorious trees. If it encourages someone else to do that, mm-hmm. my job is done. To connect and really focus on the things in life that matter, and. Uh, building your confidence, staying grounded. And we're going to talk about grounding in the last episode of the series. When we were pulling some cards from the Rebecca Campbell deck, what's the official name of the deck? Work Your Light. Okay, how how suiting. The card that I pulled was Trust Your Path. And it says here, if you knew you would be supported, what would you do? And this was in the workshop that we participated in where we looked at someone else straight in the eyes. I've never locked eyes with anyone so long in my life. And we asked each other this, and we must have asked each other these questions how many times? Like 15, 20? More than that, probably like 50. And just seeing what came up was really powerful. So I want to ask you listening, if you knew you would be supported, what would you do? Go grab a pen and paper, Write down 10 things. If you knew you would be supported, what would you do? Tomorrow, Steph, what would you do? If I knew I'd be supported, I would take the whole day off and go to like a spa. (laughs) But really, I would just want to be in my meditation practice. Mm. I'm feeling like I want to be more with... I meditate. I've been an avid meditator for about five years now but I would love to be connected more with my meditation. And that's especially in nature. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool you mentioned that. I was thinking this morning on my way to the office what an ideal morning would look like to me. And if I knew I would be supported, what would I do? I would start my day off with, you know, getting that coffee going, putting my yoga mat outside. I have a nice uh, flat area to lie down on, a nice kind of wood-covered space. And I would just start off with some coffee and some yoga, bust out the Adrian Yoga YouTube channel, <laughs> and just start every day like that. But I do love to start the day off with meditating. That makes a big difference for me, for being uh, appreciative of what I have in my life. And it's funny, when you meditate in the morning, when I started routinely, I started to notice some pretty profound changes in my life. Like things just lining up and amazing opportunities coming my way. Within like three days of doing uh, this new meditation that Joe Dispenza shared with me on that weekend in Portland where we were also seeing Rebecca Campbell, it was pretty wild. So if you haven't heard of Joe Dispenza, he's a chiropractor by trade. He had a horrific bike accident where he really injured his spine and he swears by healing the body with the mind and he's all about that and it's pretty profound if i knew i would be supported what would i do i would drink coffee and do yoga all day (laughs) (laughs) or hibiscus tea or have this fabulous hibiscus tea that one of my lovely clients brought back from Mm -hmm. mexico it's the best tea ever it's really good Mm -hmm. it makes you feel very feminine a little local honey in there too local honey very happy bees i'm sure i'd like to add one more thing to add to the first statement in this podcast why I love Rebecca Campbell so much. She really helped me switch from the masculine energy 
to the feminine energy and really identify the light and the shadow sides of ourselves and how the light and the shadow is like the yin and the yang. It's very much a balance and it's actually really helpful to identify both because light and shadow are not strengths or weaknesses. It's just a matter of balancing because your shadow side can actually be a, a bit of a strength in a certain situation. How do you like to describe the light and shadow sides? It's interesting that you say that because I've ran away from my shadow for a really long time. I've always been wanting to seem like a sunshine woman that has all her stuff together, but I've realized that there's actually a lot of power and fierceness in my shadow side. I've mm -hmm. actually realized that my shadow side may be more impactful than my light side. And just letting her speak what she wants to say. Like taking that sensor off, obviously, you know, being kind to people's emotions. But with my husband, <laughs> if he says something that like frustrates me, before I used to just like sweep it under the rug, not say anything. But now I'm like, you know, you said X, Y, Z, this really hurt my feelings because I felt this. And when you break that down to men, seriously, they understand it a lot more. Mm. Like, you did this because it made me feel this. How can we resolve? Because men love solutions. And that has really helped me, is embracing that. And embracing that power of my shadow side. Because I didn't know it was powerful. Because you think shadow, you think dark, you think bad. But it's actually incredibly liberating. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thanks so much for sharing that. You're welcome. All right, we will see you guys soon in the next episode of this three-part series. Thank you so much for joining us today, Stephanie, in this episode. Where can people find you? You can find me at stephanielane.net or I love hanging out on Instagram at stephlane111. Be sure to take a screenshot of you listening to this episode, share it on your social media, and tag me at Rachel Varga Official and Steph at at stephanielane111. Don't forget to head on over to rachelvarga.ca and pre-register for my upcoming course to help you age impossibly well on the inside and out. I'll see you in the next episode.